Good morning. This is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Today is April 17, 2022. This day is commonly known unto us as the Resurrected Sunday, the day in which our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, arose from the dead. I hope that you will enjoy your services as you prepare to go to church this morning to hear a word from the Lord as it pertains to the resurrected son, the resurrection. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever thought on the resurrection, what it really means? Even though it was Jesus that rose from the dead, but how does that apply to you and I? Have you ever thought about the, the your similarity of what it meant to Jesus and what it should really mean to you and I? Well, we hope today as we do this podcast on this resurrected Sunday, that we will come to an understanding of that which Jesus would have us to know about the resurrection. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 28, and we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Matthew 28, 1 through 10. And remember, we ask that you will also get a pen and paper with you so you will be able to write down the things that the Holy Spirit will share unto you. Amen. As we begin, Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, which was speaking about the angel, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angels answered and said unto the women, fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is risen as he has said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his word, his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there shall they see me. Amen. By your head, fathers, in the name of Jesus, as we began, dear Lord God, to bring forth what you have shown to us in the study, uh, according to the resurrection, we pray, dear Lord God, that those that are listening to this podcast will be able to grasp the truth. Maybe a truth they never heard before. Maybe a truth, dear Lord, Father, you're bringing forth, dear Lord, to someone who may have heard it and re, uh, bringing it back to them that they may see the joy and, dear Lord, the excitement that can be about knowing this resurrected Christ. So, Father, we ask you to be with us, be with each and every listener. Bless them, dear Lord God, we pray. In Jesus' name, we say amen. All right. We find... The first thought we want to be able to address is the women. It said at the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene. Well, Luke 
records Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Simone. So it really was three of them who came by uh, to the sepulcher of Jesus. But let's use a little bit of imagination. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Simone, who had watched from a distance to see where Nicodemus and Joseph would lay the body of Jesus. And they had to wait until the end of the Sabbath so that they may return and come and minister spices on the body of Jesus. Only one can imagine the process of their thoughts during the waiting period. Yet there was one thing that came to mind, and I believe they prayed about it. Who would move the stone for us? I don't know if they even thought on the words of Jesus concerning his resurrection, but one thing is surely on their mind, who would move the stone for us? The waiting period for the Sabbath had ended and it had expired. And during the dawn of the first day of the week, they were approaching the tomb of Jesus when suddenly an earthquake occurred. Fear had gripped their inner being for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. The Bible said his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. Praise the Lord that their prayers were answered. Amen. There are some thoughts that we need to think about as it pertains to this segment of the scripture we wrote, uh, we have addressed. There are things we wanted to do for the Lord. But there is always an obstacle in the way that we are aware of. Don't let the obstacle stop you from moving forward from serving the Lord. Go forth and do just that, but let the Lord deal with the obstacles. In today's time, we come across simple little obstacles. It's raining, it's cold, whatever it may be, and we don't go forward to do what the Lord has put on our heart to do. We allow the obstacles uh, to be a blockage for us to go forth. We have to be able to demonstrate before the Lord that we're moving by faith and not by what we can see. We need to allow the Lord to be able to take care of the obstacles and go forth doing the things that we believe the Lord would have us to do. Amen. Which brings us to uh, our second point of this message is, the angels said unto Mary and the women, fear not ye. For I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he has said. And they say, come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciple that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. Amen. The angel spoke to the women to comfort them, saying, Be not afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified, for he is not here. But let me share with you also what Luke records concerning the same uh, spot here in Scripture. Luke 24 and 5 records these words being said by the angels. He says, Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here, for he has risen. Now go and tell his disciples this message, that he is risen from the dead. He will come before them in Galilee. Amen. We need to understand and recognize the message came to Mary and those women first, for they were there 
at the beginning and now they're there at the tomb of Jesus and they're listening to an angel give them a message that Jesus has risen. He is no longer in this tomb. He is no longer among dead. He is risen. He is among the living. We have to take grasp on that. We have to believe that he is alive. But many times we don't believe it because of where we get the information from. The information that for us, us in our day and time about Jesus being rose from the dead, it is written in scripture. The scripture is referred to God's word. It is God's voice speaking to us. We may not have an angel stand before us and declare that to us as they did, but the scripture reveals to us that Jesus is alive. He is no longer dead. And we have to be able to grasp that understanding. So the thought for us is this. The message for us has not changed. According to the scripture, he rose on the third day, just like he said he would. So the question of the hour is simply this. Is Jesus alive in you and has given you new life since you believe? Or is he dead in your life and nothing about you has changed? Your unbelief has caused you to remain among the spiritual dead. That is something that we need to take and look at it about ourselves. It's one thing to believe that Jesus has arose from the grave, but it's another thing to believe that that same Jesus has arose in your life. And when he has arose in your life, as he told the disciple, all power is in his hand. He has power now in your life to be able to change you, to be able to cause you to believe things that you didn't believe before. And one of those things is you now have the power over sin and you now have the power over Satan. Something that you never, never really considered and thought about until now Jesus has rose you from the dead. Amen. As we go into our third and final thought here for this, this evening, we need to be able to, oh, pardon me, this morning, we need to be able to see and recognize something else. This is very important. And I'll give you the title of this. The empty tomb is not enough proof. The empty tomb is not enough proof. We have seen Jesus crucified on the cross. We saw that they had put his body in the sepulcher. The angels and the scripture says that he arose, but that's not enough proof. The proof is where is the body? That's the evidence that Jesus is alive. Where is the body? We need proof that Jesus is alive. We need proof that that body is moving among us, the living. We need proof. We need to see that that body of Jesus is among us. That's the question that God will allow to be answered. It's not a question of doubt. It's just a question that needs to be answered. Where is the body? It took proof of the body of Jesus for the disciples to believe. Now let's consider the following fact. He appeared first to Mary at the sepulcher who was weeping. John chapter 14, verse 
pardon me, John chapter 20, verse 14 says, and when she, speaking of Mary, had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, sir, if thou have borne here hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, just call the name out. She turned unto him and said, Rabona, which is to say master. Jesus said unto her, touch me not, for I am not ascended to my father, but go and tell my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciple that she had seen the Lord and that he has spoken these things unto her. He appeared to Mary first. Mary seen him with her eyes, but was not able to touch him because Jesus had not ascended back to the Father with the glorified body to be able to deliver his blood unto the Father to be accepted for the sins of the world. He hadn't done that yet. He rose from the dead, but he had not ascended back to the Father. We find that same day. That same day, Jesus appeared to a couple of other brethren. The Bible said in Luke chapter 24, verse 13 to 34, we won't read it all, but he appeared on the first day of the week to two men as they were leaving Jerusalem, headed to a village called Emmaus. One of them, whose name was Cleophas. Now I want to pick up there. What had Jesus put it this way? I mean, Jesus had said this to them. But the eyes were holding that they should not know him. That's in verse 16. And he said unto them, what manner of communication are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them said, whose name was Cleophas, answered, said unto him, are thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Has thou not known the things which come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, what things? That's Jesus. And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed and word amen before god and all the people and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him but we trusted that he had been he who should have redeemed israel and beside all this today is the third day since these things were done yea and certain women also of our company made us astonished which were early at the sepulchre and when they found not the body, they came and saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went into the sepulchre and found it even so as the woman had said. For him they saw not. Then Jesus said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophet has spoken Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And the Bible says that he began at Moses and all the prophets, and he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Let me stop right there. What we need to understand, when Jesus, when Jesus was on earth, he kept telling the disciples that he was going to die and he was going to be raised from the dead three days later. Evidently, they heard him, but they didn't hear him. Because now the actual event that he told them had taken place. 
and yet they could not still believe that Jesus rose from the dead. So Christ did with these two men expound unto them through the scripture. And I want to be able to say to you, my audience, there is great value in knowing what the scripture said and knowing what we should be believing. It's the value is contained in the scripture, which is the word of God, or let me put it this way. Also, it is the voice of God. That's how God can speak. Yes, he can speak directly to you, but don't let just because you hear a voice from heaven that you discount the written word. They all line up one with another. They line up. And these brothers, they're in the, their knowledge and their heart now was being open because of what Jesus had done with them at that particular moment. Now, he appeared also, he appeared also uh, that same day he appeared to the disciple. It was that evening. John chapter 20, verse 19 to 25 says he appeared that same day at even being the first day of the week to his disciples. Amen. I had to check on the time, make sure we had enough time. And the Bible reads, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hand and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so sent I you. And when they, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. For whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Deimus, was not with them when Jesus came. And we'll stop right there. Jesus appeared to the disciples. That's three times in the same day he appeared to three different audience of people. Now it's the disciples, those who walk with him, those who ate with him, those who saw the miracles be performed by him, those that saw him crucified, those that saw him die on the cross, those that saw him be put into the grave, he now shows himself to them. Now, understand, they were behind shut doors, locked. They were there for fear of their lives. And Jesus appeared. Some say he walked through the door, walked through the walls. Well, however you believe it to be, he was there. He wasn't there as a spirit. He was there with the same body that they seen them crucified him with. That same body. There is proof that God is trying to show us. God is trying to take away all doubt. God is trying to take away the fact of recreating a mystery about it. God wanted us to see proof of the living Christ by witnessing his actual body still alive. That is what God the Father was trying to do to the disciples 
you are actually looking at that same Jesus that you walk with, that you have forsaken, who had rose from the dead. This is he, that same Jesus. Amen. As we go on, eight days later, he appeared again to the disciples. Now Thomas is with them. And the Bible said in John chapter 20, verse 26, after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the door being shut, stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hand. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. Blessed are they which that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Now, understand the story. Brother Thomas been getting slapped all these years and all these generations being doubting Thomas. But in reality, he wasn't doubting. The reality was he was a man of question. He was a man that wanted to be assured of things. He was no different than you and I. You can tell me all day and all night that if you was back there at that time, you would have believed Jesus all the way through. I'm going to tell you something. If you believe that, you need to go to the altar. Simply because until you actually see the proof, you would not have believed. Human nature would not have allowed you to believe. That's why God the Father allowed the body to be resurrected and remain on the earth so there'll be living proof that Jesus is alive. That Jesus is alive. And because of that proof that he is alive, they were able to go forth. And, and you know the story as it ends in Acts and goes into the book of, uh, pardon me, ends in Luke and goes into the book of Acts that after Jesus had ascended, and then on the day of Pentecost is when the power of the spirit of the living God came upon them. And they now had to go through life with Jesus in them as the spirit and not with Jesus by them that they can see with their eyes. Praise the Lord. We have to get to the place of understanding, even though we were not back there, even though we didn't see Jesus, yet we still believe. Because the spirit of the living God gives us a quickening understanding as we go into the Holy Scriptures to get the understanding that Jesus is alive. Amen. That Jesus is alive. We're going to use our last and final thought about Jesus being appeared here. All right. I need to check my time. Okay. We got good timing. Good timing. All right. He appeared to them. <coughs> pardon me. At the Sea of Tiberias. And this is now the third time that Jesus has shown himself to his disciples. The Bible says in chapter uh, 21, verse one, after these things, Jesus himself again showed himself again to his disciple at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There was together Simon, Peter, Thomas, called Diamas, 
Nathaniel of Cana of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedees, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. And they said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But his disciples <clears throat> knew not that it was <clears throat> pardon me. Ooh, excuse me. Knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. And when they cast the net, therefore, and now they were able to draw it for the multitude of fish, therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto people, Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fishing coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little boat. And I'll stop right there. They came. Jesus appeared to them one more time. This is now the third time that Jesus had appeared to his disciples. Well, you would say, well, haven't they believed yet? Yes, they have. When well, why does he keep appearing? Well, this time he appeared to them and gave a final confirmation. We didn't go on and read in other places when Jesus had prepared a dinner and he ate fish with them. And he said, for a spirit cannot eat meat, for a spirit has not flesh and bones. Jesus was confirming that it was actually his body and not a spirit that they were looking upon. And upon this third and final uh, appearance to the disciple that we recorded in scripture, he gives confirmation and he gives to Peter that he still had confidence in Peter to be able to take the message out to the world. He told Peter, lovest thou me? And Peter said, yes. He said, then feed my lamb. Bringing confirmation to Peter, giving him the encouragement to be able to go on and forgive himself for denying the Lord. Now you can go on and do what I have called you to do. And so that's the thought of what we need to know. What does that mean about us? What does that mean about us? There are some of us that made some horrible mistakes, even after we got saved. But God is the God of all glory. He is able to comfort you. He is able to forgive you. He is able to reestablish you. He is ready, ready to give you another chance after another chance after another chance. As long as you breathe the breath of life in you, there's still an opportunity to get it right before the Lord. But do not allow your mistakes to make you give up on him. For the Lord Jesus Christ is still alive even though he was alive and witnessed by the disciples, but the scripture let us know that he ascended now back up into heaven, sitting on the right hand of the father. He is still alive for you and I today. There is no way that we should be able to take a negative view that God will not hear us, that God will not be with us, that God cannot forgive us. There is no sin that you can commit. Now, someone said, well, what about the sin of blasphemy? Leave that with the scripture. What you need to know is the things that you're doing. God can forgive those things. And I know I used to have that mindset. Well, I, 
I do it. God forgive me. Go back and do it again. God forgive me. Well, get off that roller coaster. Make sure that your desire is, you see, is what I'm doing is displeasing to the Lord. It ought to break your heart for all the things that Jesus had done for you and I to go to Calvary cross and die and crucify in a way that they had did it back then to him. He did all that for us. So let's make it personal. He did all that for you. He did all that for me. And what we need to come to realize and recognize, wow, if he substituted himself for me, then what should I do? Well, it was all meant for this one thing, for this one moment, for you to humble yourself, to repent of the things that you've done, recognize that you're a sinner before God, repent of those things, and the God of all glory is waiting to hear that come from your heart, from your voice, and he is willing and ready at any time to forgive you and to send forth into your life his precious Holy Ghost, whereby you can have the power of the resurrected power to live and abide in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we have done what you had asked us to do this day. We pray, dear Lord, that someone that was listening to this podcast can be blessed and be able to, Lord God, utilize what they have heard to have a transformed life. Be with them, guide them, give them more of understanding, dear Lord, even as what has been shared today. Bless them, dear God, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.